0: The Warriors, like 2010 Warriors All-Star David Lee, and he's taking the drive with Tierney and Davis right now on 95.7 The Game. Hey Dave, any chance you're still medicated from the surgery? We could get you to say some off-the-wall, wacky stuff and, and maybe <laughs> really get some big headlines here.
1: No, absolutely not. but uh, <laughs> You called me about a week ago. I'd have been, I'd have been in that category, but no, I just had a follow up appointment right now. Just got out of it about an hour ago, and everything is perfect. Got all the bandages off and everything like that, and I'm uh, zero pain whatsoever. So I think it was really the right thing to do, and I'm ready to go.
0: Yeah, and, and you, you listen. We, I think Eric and I certainly know this, and you concealed it pretty well. But you were in pain for, for really a good stretch of the season, huh?
1: Yeah, you know, towards the end, it was actually when I was playing some of my best ball. Uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe uh, I never. You know, injuries are never good, but uh, you know, rolling really that last month or so, I was, uh, I was, I was really, really hurting, and you know, I had to keep playing. That's I was playing, and if it was up to me, I would have played that way until the last game of the season. But uh, because of the situation we were in, and and, um, and also because of the fact that, that the injury could have gotten worse. It was the right thing to do, and then I ended up having to have surgery and took care of that, and, and now I'm uh, feeling better, and I'm, I'm really excited for this one. I'm getting, I'm getting better.
0: Well, D, I know you are a sports fan, so I'm sure you're watching the playoffs, correct? Correct. Okay, so that being said, comparing those playoff teams with your Warriors, what do you guys need to be able to compete at that level?
1: I think if you if you look at the playoffs right now, I I think we need what we, what we picked up this season. I think you know uh, having a guy like Bogut uh, to be our defensive leader next year and to uh, to you know to, to have size inside. I mean, the more I watch these games, it seems like the teams that are bigger inside, they can rebound, they can they can play defense on the interior. Uh, it's going to be huge. And um, and you know, right now, the, the a lot of the teams that are doing that. You also you also need depth. So you know. Signing the right guys this summer to provide depth for us, I think, is also going to be
0: huge. You know, Dave, that's um, that's something we're really looking forward to seeing next year with you and Bogut and 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 a, and a retoiled, uh, revamped front line. I should say, I'm curious though. That's the the importance of the interior defense. That's something all the good teams have. But what I've noticed the last couple of years, the truly elite teams have great perimeter defense as well. The Heat, they close out on threes. Rondo's very good at that. The Bulls are good at that. How's the perimeter defense for the Warriors, do you think?
1: Well I mean I don't think it's any secret similar to me, not uh my, my strengths not being defensive, I don't think you'd say the same for Steph. I think, you know, Steph's strength is scoring the basketball more than it is on the defensive end. But um, I think that, that one of the biggest things that we're going to have, and I thought Clay became a much better defender uh, as the season went on, and a lot of his is going to be gaining experience. Um, you know, I think that that's, that's important that when we look to to sign guys in the offseason, especially at that three spot or, or we address it in the draft, um, that it's going to be a guy that that can be you know big time perimeter defender, mm-hmm. uh, more than needing to score the because I think we have plenty of offense, and and I know that that our front office is aware of that. And and uh, one of the biggest things is uh, you know having at least one, I think, lockdown defender uh, on on the perimeter is, is huge because the other teams always going to have either a two or a three that's a big time scorer and. In order to to keep those guys out of the paint and shooting contested jump shots, support that at least one guy that can be a lockdown guy.
0: Toronto so Warriors forward David Lee, uh, D's been with us all season. We're starting to wrap it up, and uh, before you know it, the summer will be here, and then before you know it, it'll be you know training camp, and hopefully in more, con- well, definitely a more conventional way in October, not in December. Um, and, and speaking of of the NBA in general here, David, David Stern recently said that he firmly believes that the rash of injuries are not directly attributable to the shortened, condensed season. Do you agree with that? There's been a lot of injuries this year. How do you see it?
1: No, I, did, I disagree with that. I uh, respectfully disagree with that. I think that I think that with the schedule and the amount of minutes uh, the guys are playing, um, I mean, you know, could you justify that a lot of the injuries that are happening are just freak accidents? I guess you could I don't have any scientific evidence to, to prove that. You know, Derek Rose's knee injury was you know wasn't just a freak accident however i I think that anytime you're nursing you know one or two injuries, Derek Rose had a lower back injury, he had an ankle injury he had a groin injury. you had those all together and and, and you're you're talking about your legs and your, your body's not moving the right way and you have weakness in other parts and you're overcompensating um the amount of time that he's done that jump stop move I, I find it hard to believe that he randomly just did it the wrong way and and hurt his knee so and, you know, with a, with a guy like Dwight Howard, I think it's pretty obvious that his injury is like an overusage type of thing that, that gradually got to him throughout the season. And, I, you know, for guys that are big minute guys, I mean, it, it's a huge, it was a huge difference this year. I mean, I, I noticed it um, as we had that last month and a half where we didn't have more than one day in between any, any games for the last, I guess, 20 or 22 games. So it's it's a big difference, and and when you're out there playing 15 minutes, you maybe don't see it, but if you're playing like I was this year, 35 to 40 minutes every single game, you're going to definitely see a difference.
0: Well, how you feeling? I'm going to switch over to football, man, and want to know how you feeling about your Rams after that draft and free agency they did. How, yeah. how you how you think your boys looking, man, this coming season?
1: I, I'm going to stay positive. I I think the biggest thing we're going to need is a bounce back season by uh, by Bradford. Uh, he had a tough one last year. And, uh, you know, there's, we have a tough division. All of a sudden a division that, uh, that everyone was saying for a while was weak, you know, with the 49ers being as good as they, they were last year and looked to be even even better this year. It's going to be an uphill battle for my Rams, buddy. I'm, I'm more excited about my Cardinals than I am my Rams
0: right now. <laughs> well, speaking of your Cardinals here, I mean, geez, I mean, you know Pujols as well as anybody. In case you guys don't know, David's from St. Louis. So he's a big Cards fan, as he just alluded to. I'm going to give it a little over-under. 27 home runs for Pujols. Which way are you going? Uh, he finally got said number 20,
1: one. I said, if you would have said 20, I would
0: have said under. Really?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I, I was watched four or five of their games this year. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have a month. Where he'll hit, you know, four fifty, and you won't be able to get him out. Mm-hmm. But I, I, don't, I don't know why. I just I don't feel like he's going to have a big, powerful year. I mean, you have to keep in mind he's already pretty far behind the eight ball to get to, to thirty home runs or even close to it at this point.
0: I agree. That's a very interesting uh, answer. You know, before I let you go, Dave. Since December, um, we, I've, I, I know Eric likes both of these two teams. As well, I've had the Heat and the Thunder on a collision course for the NBA Finals. I'm starting to rethink this, and I'm really starting to think the Lakers have a shot. Should I stick with my instincts here? Who's in the NBA Finals? Do you think?
1: I'll tell you what. I I think that that the Heat, because of the Bulls being down, uh, the only team that has a chance against the Heat, in my opinion, in the East right now. I, I can't fully buy into the Indiana thing. I think the the Celtics, just because of their experience, have the chance to give the Heat the uh, give the Heat at least a run to six or seven games and conceivably could beat the Heat in a seven-game series if everything fell their way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I think, you know, I think the Heat will come out of the East. The team that nobody is still talking about, that every time I watch them play, I'm like, they still have a chance to win it all as the Spurs. Mm. Nobody talks about them, and they're playing Utah, who's not as good as the teams that they're going to play further in the playoffs. But I agree, the Lakers are good right now. Um, I thought they would have more trouble in the series than they than they have, you know, because Denver is a tough team, especially in Denver. But um, I think the Thunder, I I think the Thunder, you know, showed a lot in that series against Dallas. But I would watch out. I agree for for the Lakers and for the Spurs in the West as well.
0: Okay, we'll put you down for that. Hey, Dave, listen, it's but
1: you're, you're, not a, you're not a Spurs guy, huh?
0: Nah, Spurs are boring, dude. They play like it's the
1: 1950s. <laughs> so, guess what? Guess what? Huh. I completely agree. The most boring team to watch on television. With that being said, uh-huh. they find a way to, like, they, they don't make mistakes. Every time you make a mistake, they take advantage of it. I just think that, yeah, I guess, for, I guess, in my opinion, it's going to come down to matchups. I, I would need to look at, like, how those teams have played against each other this year. Uh-huh. But, but uh, you know, the Spurs, I think their weaknesses, their interior... When you play against big time post players, and this and the Thunder don't have any of those guys, you know, it's and almost like throw a st- ball, you throw the ball to twenty times on the block again.
0: It's almost like I'm I'm hoping I don't have to watch them in in a conference finals because I, and I have profound respect for them, but as I said, they're boring. I'd rather see one of the young guns. Yeah, do we really need to see Duncan again labor up and down the court? I don't need to see that.
1: Yeah, you have to admit. How about that? Uh, tell me, I know now. BT, I bet I, I, you kept it on. But BT, I know you turned off the 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 game one of the clippers Memphis. I know you turned that off.
0: <laughs> I actually did, if you <laughs> want me to be honest with you, I did.
1: How'd you third know that, the dude? Exactly. I I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you what, that was a uh that was one of the best playoff games I've seen in a long time. So that's that's going to be interesting to see how that series ends up.
0: Good stuff. Hey, Dave, uh, you had a heck of a season on the court individually. Professional and fun throughout on the airwaves. We really appreciate it. Get yourself even healthier. Come back with a three-point shot. Maybe about four or five pounds more muscle, and we go from there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> guys. Thank you so much for this season, and uh, hopefully we'll do it again next year.
0: Absolutely, buddy. Right, thank, thank you, man. Dave. We'll see you later. D Lee. I think he's going to come back with a three-point shot.